August 21st, 1955. Two adults and five children arrived at the Hopkinsville, Kentucky Police Station, claiming that small alien creatures from a spacecraft were attacking their farmhouse and they'd been fighting them off with gunfire for nearly four hours. The two adults, Elmer Sutton and Billy Ray Taylor, said in the preceding hours they'd been shooting at 12 to 15 short, dark figures who repeatedly came to their doors or peered through their windows. At 7 p.m., Billy Ray was outside when he observed lights in the sky to the west of the farm. He said the lights came from a disc-shaped craft with lights in all the colors of the rainbow. He ran back to the house to tell his family, but no one believed him. At 8 p.m., the entire household began hearing strange noises outside, and the dog began barking and became frightened. It would hide under the house, where it would remain for the rest of the night and into the next day. Billy Ray and Elmer grabbed their guns and went to look around. This is when the two men first saw what the family would later describe as gremlins. The Sutton family described these creatures at around three feet tall with upright pointed ears, thin limbs, almost to the point of atrophy, long arms with fingers like talons. They were metallic in color or possibly wearing a metallic colored clothing. They walked in a swaying motion, almost as if they were walking in water. And at times they appeared to float in midair. While the creatures were never able to enter the house, they spent the night all around the house peering through the windows and the doors, and the Sutton's gunfire seemed to have no effect on them. While the family did initially claim at 12 to 15 creatures in their initial report, they later altered this to state they only ever saw one or two creatures at once, but felt there were more as they would shoot one and it would disappear and another would appear right away. But at times they would see two creatures simultaneously. The Sutton family also said their bullets sounded like they were striking metal when a creature was shot. 11 p.m. On the same night, a state trooper near Kelly, reported a meteor-like object flying overhead. He stated it had a sound like artillery fire coming from it. This was reported independently of the Sutton's claim, but occurred simultaneously as their incident. After hearing the family's account, the police became concerned about possible gun battles between private citizens. They dispatched four city police officers, five state troopers, three sheriff deputies, and four military police officers to the farmhouse. The police were only able to find evidence of a gun battle, but no evidence of whom or what the family was shooting at. However, they did report seeing strange light and hearing strange noises in the woods around the farmhouse. They also spoke with other local residents in the area who heard the gun battle and claimed to also hear the noises and see the light. They also discovered an odd luminous patch where the Suttons claimed one of the creatures had been shot at. They photographed this patch, but when they came back the next day, it had disappeared. The police left the farmhouse around 2.15 a.m. Afterward, the Suttons claimed the creatures returned. They opened fire once more, and at 4.45 a.m., they would see the last creature as it disappeared 
After this, the Suttons fled the farmhouse. The Air Force later dispatched members of Project Blue Book to the area. They were unable to find a reason for the gun battle and just dismissed the whole thing as a hope. However, sometime later, Air Force gave a new explanation for the incident, saying an escaped monkey from the circus that had been painted silver was seen by the family, and the family's fear and imagination just got the better of them. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rolling Rock Podcast. As you just heard in the opening, uh, this week we're talking about the Kentucky Goblins. Uh, but uh, before we get into that, uh, I'm your host, Rocky McVeigh, and I'm here with my co-host, Roland Robinson. Hey, everybody. And this week, we got Mr. Shane Harris back again. What's up, guys? <laughs> and uh, we also got Mr. Jason Carmen back again. Hey, hey, hey. Got the original UFO crew here. Yeah, the original UFO. <laughs> If, the experts if, yes if at all possible i want to make this a a normal thing like maybe once a month and have both of you guys back every time Sounds we'll good. do like weird shit <laughs> i actually have i actually have a plan to do like bigfoot here pretty soon <laughs> well at some point in time i'm gonna have to uh like do an on-site casting somewhere um like chasing bigfoot through the woods or something like that you know on off location, thing. yeah, yeah, <laughs> on location, yeah. I'm, I'm always up for that okay <clears throat> but this week we're talking about the kentucky goblins and uh one of the main reasons that i chose the kentucky goblins uh was because we all live within a couple hours of where this fucking happened <laughs> and uh to me that makes this story a little bit more interesting than some of the other ones because, I mean, I don't live near Roswell, so I can't just fucking go to Area 51 when I want to. <laughs> but I can go to fucking Hobsonville if I feel like it, even though I don't I don't really have any plans of going to Hobsonville because <laughs> it's kind of a shit town. But... <laughs> Sorry, people from Hopkinsville. <laughs> I know quite a you few people. You lost those viewers. You just lost those <laughs> viewers, pal. Hey, I, I know quite a few people that live in Hopsonville right now, and I don't give a shit about those uh, They'll probably corroborate that statement. <laughs> they probably will. <laughs> anyway, the Kentucky Goblins, uh, as you heard in the opening, Happened in 1955, so it's been quite a while now. Uh, but it's considered by uh, people in the UFO research to be the most credible, one of the most credible UFO uh, sightings that ever occurred. And uh, it happened over, uh, well, I guess, the what else? Well, basically all night. It happened over an entire night. And uh, police were involved. Uh, even the army was involved from Fort Campbell. Uh, so it's uh, it was a major deal at the time. And uh, I mean, we'll just get right into it here. Uh, what do you guys think about the Kentucky Goblins? <laughs> I think it was one of the best documented um, extraterrestrial or uh, scenarios that to date. Um, it seems to me like they have, they've stuck more stuff to it to make it sound like a hoax, 
than what it actually is. I'm not saying that it was aliens or gob, you know, or men from uh, the earth, you know, goblins or what I'm telling what I'm thinking, they saw something and what they did, they fought something all night. Um, yeah. Not sure what it was, but it was highly documented that that actually went down. So, yeah, I, I, I think there's more, um, more, I, what's, what's the way to put it? It seems like they tried too hard to prove it as a hoax than, than it just actually being a hoax. So let's, uh, let's, let's go ahead and talk about that first. So, uh, the Air Force who came in after, after this was over. And even though the military police from Fort Campbell, the army was involved in all this at the time, the Air Force came in and said, fuck you army. <laughs> you don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> We're in charge of this. And it was a hoax. But then two years later, they come up with the idea that a monkey escaped from the circus that was painted silver. And that's what they were shooting at for the entire six hour gunfight that they had. <laughs> six hours of shooting at one monkey that apparently they must be the worst shots of all time is all I got to say. <laughs> so I'm guessing that weather balloons did not exist at the time. <laughs> So they didn't have those to blame it on. No, Shane, this was actually after Roswell. This was after Roswell. This is what, uh, eight years after Roswell, or seven years after Roswell. So they realized right. that weather balloons were a shitty, <laughs> a shitty esca scapegoat. So they, so had they at least came up, up, they at least came up with a better, I guess you could say better, uh, excuse than weather balloons. It just happened to be like, it's way more hilarious than weather balloons. But it it took them two years two to come. Years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like to think that someone behind a desk is just sitting there going, "Oh fuck, what am I going to do? What am I going to do?" <laughs> I got, it's almost been two years. I got to think of something. Oh god. Well, this is this is the government we're talking about. They probably like formed a committee, and there was like, <laughs> there was like twelve guys, and they went in every day and looked at each other and was like, "What are we going to say?" <laughs> and finally some guy was like it's a monkey <laughs> some army the general or the uh, whatever he is commander is like I need this on my desk tomorrow by 12 o'clock and like you said they formed a committee and they're like yeah we gotta go with monkey guys gotta go with monkey <laughs> that's brilliant Jenkins can't, can't use weather balloon those guys in Roswell already used that one <laughs> Don't worry. We'll use that again for uh, the Phoenix lots. Although we'll say that there was flares attached to the, the weather balloons. <laughs> Don't worry. That's coming back. That's making a comeback. <laughs> weather balloons are making a comeback. Right? Or, or they just realized 20 years later that, you know, we can't use excuse monkey on this one. So <laughs> now that, that would be, uh, that would be a great excuse. <laughs> If they had came out and said that <laughs> monkeys were the cause of the Phoenix Lights, <laughs> that would have been, I would have been like, hell yes. <laughs> you, 
you guys aren't even happen? you guys aren't even trying anymore. That's great. No, <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I oh, well, think this was uh, this was one. I just I, 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 I just have to say this. I just have like there's this monkeys floating around on weather balloons, like shooting flares. <laughs> That's that, that, that's, that's the probable. I mean, that's more probable. You know? <laughs> that's the cause of all UFOs: monkeys <laughs> riding weather balloons, shooting flares. <laughs> We're training the space monkeys on weather balloons, and they got to hold some flare guns, and so that's what it, what happened. Yeah. That's what caused the battle about uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, <laughs> right. <clears throat> oh. Yeah, I think this is one of the more well-documented cases. These guys started shooting. The, the entire incident, if I'm not mistaken, happened around dusk when um, one of the gentlemen was getting uh, water out of a well and looked up and seen strange lights in the sky and then noticed a sil- uh, saucer-like object actually in the floating around. Goes home. It's like, there's crap out going on out here. Sees the thing, grabs the guns, tell everybody gets freaked out, and then he just goes to shoot. Them. Like the, the this was literally a case of shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah, and what whatever they saw spooked them bad enough to yeah. just run in there and shoot. So they saw fit to shoot at it for four hours straight. <laughs> yep. And then for another well, that, two hours. That brings up another question, though. You know, how, you know, and, and I understand people live real far away from one another, farms and everything, but is it just a natural occurrence for somebody to shoot for four hours before the police decide <laughs> to show up? I mean, well, the police, the police didn't show up until the family actually went to the police department. Yeah, they actually went <laughs> straight to them. Yeah, they after they got done shooting for four hours, then they went. They sent like half of the family to the police department, and then the, they told the police, and then that's when the police came out because they thought there was a basically they thought there was a feud going on between families out there, and they were going into a war zone, and that's why so many different police departments were involved in it. Um, the only thing. No one, I will say, no one ever has really said why the military police was called out. Uh, unless somebody actually did believe they were fighting aliens at some point. <laughs> well, there was also a uh, report of flying objects filed separately in the in Hopkinsville the same night with the police department, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was the state police, actually. A state, state trooper police. filed a report at 11 p.m., which was uh, the meteor, meteor-like objects were flying overhead, overhead of him, and uh, he was actually stationed on the highway, so he was actually uh, the highway trooper. He's looking for, I guess, speeders or whatever, and he said they flew overhead of him, and it sounded like... Uh, Artillery. artillery being shot off so he's he didn't know what it was but it sounded like artillery being shot from the meteor-like objects that he saw and uh, he reported that at 11 p.m and this was at the same time 
that the gunfight was going on at the uh, the farmhouse. So these things were happening simultaneously. Then they catch a break right around eleven thirty or eleven and between eleven and midnight. To I'm not exactly sure when the break happened. I want to say it was around eleven or midnight. They reported it to the police. The police then followed suit. Um, stayed around for a few hours, actually, trying to piece something together. Found the weird area where they seen the uh, where they seen the entities coming toward, like what was it, like weird patches of grass or something like that, where these things were. There was one of the one of the creatures was shot uh, uh, next to a fence, and where that creature was shot there was a patch of grass that was like luminous so it sort of like glowed and uh the police took photos of it while they were there and they they saw it glow like the luminous patch and they couldn't explain it and then they uh but they when when they came back the next day they said it was gone and it was like it was never there so they had no idea what was causing it to be to light up and they had no idea uh why it just went away so the whole basically these guys uh i like to think of these guys as redneck uh redneck uh schwarzeneggers from predator you know if it bleeds we can kill it you know um but so they they done that cops leave very night like what was it two hours later after, like what was it like i think at four four a.m shit started right back up they came right back toward the cabin uh yeah and then the and that lasted until four forty-five a.m and that was the last time they saw the creatures at four forty-five a.m they were um and they only see they 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 only see they changed their story from like what was it 12 or 15 down to like well, it could have been two. We only ever saw two at the same time. And one of them was one of the first times was when one of the guys ran out on the front porch. He shot one. I think that was the one by the fence. And yes, at the same was. time, the uh, I guess it was the mother or the grandmother screamed because a hand had was uh, – one of them was perched on top of the awning of the front porch and was reaching down to grab him. And he turned, spun around and shot it. Quite oddly enough, um, when they did report to the uh, police department, they reported every time we shot these things, it sounds like they're being protected in a suit of armor because it sounds like whenever they get hit with a bullet, it sounds like we're hitting metal and they're just bouncing, basically hitting it and rolling it away and then another one appears. So uh, by that rationale, I mean, Technically, they could probably have been just fighting the same two the whole night. But um, that's true. They could have been fighting the same two, and they just thought there was more. Because uh, apparently, these things were on the roof. They were, they were coming up. They would also actually go to the back windows, try to come in through all the side windows at different points. It would, they'd hit it, it disappear, it reappear somewhere else. So that so I, I've got a theory. Can I can I, can I lay, lay this theory yeah. on you? Okay, so the aliens were drunk driving, and they crashed their spaceship, and because they had no better sense, 
they were just messing with these people while they were drunk, <clears throat> you know, like a zoo on the Flintstones, just, you know, peering and disappearing and just a hee 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 hee, thinking it was funny. That's my theory. They were drunk driving, wrecked their spaceship, thought they'd fuck with some people. Uh, that's that's a better theory than uh, the painted <laughs> monkey. <laughs> you know what, Shane? I, I think you're in the wrong line. Of, I think you're in the wrong line of work. You need to go to work for the Air Force. <laughs> hey, they may be calling me, man. We need you in your story. How <laughs> it That's how it good I am. This man's a fucking genius. <laughs> Although you couldn't say it was aliens, you'd have to say it was drunk monkeys. <laughs> drunk monkeys, drunk drunk monkeys, monkeys. driving a weather balloon, and they wrecked the weather balloon. And they got in some shine, and the next thing you know. So, yeah, this uh, this is a very interesting case. And I actually, like, we, I, like I had it pointed out to me, um, this was years before the first actual abduction case. So this is actually one of the first original um, cases of extraterrestrial activity. Um, and like, like I said, I want to kind of talk about how people thought it, we're trying to label it as a hoax. Um, and the reason, the main reason I don't think it was a hoax is because, you know, I grew up in, we all grew up in rural Kentucky. And you kind of, you go around talking about all this crap, which they did. They were very open about it. They got ridiculed real quick. Uh, and so they eventually just shut up about it. They wouldn't talk to anybody outside the family about it because of uh, the negative connotation. Just like with anything, you, if you have any experience, we see time and time again with anyone that has experience with UFOs or anything, they reach out, they, they start talking about it, and immediately – are labeled crazy or it almost ruins your life in some ways. And in some ways it did ruin their life on the farmhouse. They eventually had to move and leave. Um, people often will link to the fact that um, the Suttons charged people money to come to their farm. And the reason they'd done that was because there were so many people coming onto their farm every single day and night. They didn't want them there. And I can attest to this. If you live in the country, you're there for, you know, you, you don't want outsiders coming in all the time, especially the, I can imagine at this time, you don't want people you don't know coming on your property. So they were coming in and they were often taking things as souvenirs off their property too. So finally they just said to hell with it. We're going to start charging these people for this. So they started charging people for it, but it, and, but it didn't deter anyone. So eventually they just had to pick up and leave. I'll say this was, I mean, this was at a time too, like, like you said, like it was uh, at a time before UFOs were a big thing. And uh, I mean, there was like movies and stuff about them at the time, but there wasn't like, there hadn't been any uh, abduction cases yet. Uh, the Betty and Barney Hill wouldn't happen for like another 10 years, I believe, maybe 11. I think it maybe was 66 when it happened. So, uh, it's still it's still way off from that, and they didn't they did make a little bit of money when they they charged people, but they didn't try to make money with it. And people that know the family, uh, 
and especially other family members that's still alive this day have said that the family members that were there said till the day they die that they saw something that night and they never wavered from what they saw and uh when you when you never like waver from it and you never got nothing out of it except critical that makes your that makes your story a little bit more credible because if you're not being if you're being told that you're full of bullshit <laughs> you're not gonna keep on telling the same story when everybody thinks you're full of bullshit all the time well, they also interviewed, um, they spoke with uh, uh, one of the sheriffs who had interviewed the family, and they had spoke with her. He apparently had spoke with the uh, grandmother there that was there that night a couple of times about it. And he had, he had said that every time he had, when he, when he interrogated or was, you know, doing the questioning, he was questioning her, something in her eyes just turned to pure utter fear and terror every time that he would talk to her about it so and he and he said i don't know what happened out there that night i don't believe it was little green men or anything but whatever there was something out there that night and whatever it was terrified that old lady to the point she she that look of terror just shows in her eyes every time that they talk about it you know, I, th I think you both have valid points. And in fact, the time period, the more I think about it, the time period, you know, uh, Roswell had happened, but it wasn't like huge national news or anything. They, you know, somewhat swept it under the rug. It really hasn't been for the last, you know, 40, 50 years that, or 30 or 40 years, I guess, that, that Roswell become, you know, famous in, in ways. And, you know, there really wasn't any, you know, real alien stories out there and hell they even named it the Kentucky Goblins you know because uh, the, the word alien wasn't even uh, thought of really you know it wasn't relevant at that time so you know a lot of that's why they used goblins they called them gremlins uh, you know in the in the statements in that right Rocky yeah the family actually referred to them as little gremlins <clears throat> you know you're, you're coming out of World War Two where gremlin was kind of a you know, pseudonym for, you know, something happening to a plane or something going wrong or, you know, being played tricks upon, you know, as well using, you know, in the Army and Air Force and things like that. So, uh, you know, I think those are valid points and, and it may even give it more credibility that, you know, they didn't even use the term alien at the time. Well, another thing that <clears throat> leans credibility to their story was the fact that they weren't the only ones that seen the lights and they weren't the only one that heard the noises. <clears throat> they were the only ones that saw the, the creatures, but they, but the lights that they reported was seen by all of their neighbors and the cops saw the lights while they were out there. And all the strange noises in the woods was also heard by the cops while they were out there and all of the neighbors. So it wasn't just like, it wasn't like they had like uh, completely made up a story because a lot of their story was like told by other people, other witnesses. So, uh, I mean the, the lights in the sky, I mean, even you even had that, uh, state trooper that saw the lights in the sky, like, uh, which was almost like, I guess probably something like a 15 miles away from where they were at is where he was located. 
Instead, it sounded like artillery fire coming from them. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, at the time, like, <clears throat> even their neighbors was like, we heard the gunfire, but we were also hearing, uh, we were also hearing other weird noises in the woods around our houses, and we were seeing the lights in the sky at the same time the gunfire was going on. <laughs> so, that also, like... Like I sometimes I kind of wonder, I'm like, why didn't like some of their neighbors like go to see what was going on? But they were they were seeing weird shit in the sky, and they were hearing noises around their houses too. So they were like, "Fuck this!" And now somebody's shooting over <laughs> for hours. I'm not leaving my fucking house. <laughs> yeah, I know when my my neighbors get together and like start shooting up stuff. I know when when they do. I mean, I don't go around to the shooting stop. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so I understand that. <laughs> So, I mean, I, I really don't, uh, the, the, when they say it's when the air force, like just straight up said it was a hoax, which it was project blue book. It said it was a hoax. Uh, I mean that I don't, I don't see how anyone could say that was a hoax. I mean, I, I can see like it being like, uh, misidentification. I mean, like the painted, the silver monkey, <laughs> Even though I find that to be, you know, asinine, that was, uh, that's a much better explanation than it just being a hoax, in my opinion. At least that, at least that's saying they, they're, they saw something. They did, yeah, they just misidentified it. <laughs> yeah. But to say that's a hoax, I don't see how anyone could say that was a hoax when you had so many other people seeing uh, parts of the same things. But, uh, there's a lot more that's, uh, revolved around this as uh, the years have progressed uh one of the things that happened uh some years later is uh the the little white men of kentucky uh where they stalk children and uh, i'll let roland like tell this story because he, he he knows it fully about the little white little little white little creatures and a lot of people say these creatures are the same creatures as the kentucky goblins yeah, there's a, so the, the incident that I, that I know right off the top of my head, I cannot remember the names though. So I'm just going to pull random names out of a hat basically for it. So a father um, had called to his son. Uh, it was one afternoon during the, I guess it had to have been due to the, the time the sun was going down. I would assume this was probably in late fall. Um, they recorded the time about seven o'clock in the afternoon and the sun was starting to set. And so he goes out, he looks up on a ridge line, and he sees his son playing around up there and he sees two other kids up there with him. So he automatically thinks that's his cousins, Jimmy and Dan. So he's like, Hey son, you know, come on guys, come on in. It's getting late. You're not supposed to be, don't be out after dark. Um, that was a big thing around there. You, you don't go out around after dark uh, in rural Kentucky for whatever the reason. Bears, coyotes, whatnot. Um, but anyways, they were telling them, you know, hey, come on back home. Don't be out after dark. Well, about that time, sun's walking down toward him, down, uh, down the ridge, down through the field. And he yells again, hey, get back here, kids. And he runs to him. He's just like, dad, what are you talking about? The two other children had ran off. 
once they noticed that they had been seen. And what they were, once they had gotten a better look, were two almost, they, they looked um, almost like miniature graves, I guess would be a good term for it. They were, um, he's like, those, those weren't, he's like, those, nobody was up there but me. He had, the kid had no clue that they were even that close to him. They were close enough they could basically look down his shirt collar. They were so close to him behind him. He had no clue they were even there as he was walking uh, walking back home. So that was one of the weirder documented cases. Um, and it also has an odd parallel with the, uh, uh, the incident in Hopkinsville. So while they're fighting these guys, there would be occasional, occasionally there'd be a time or two, they would get too close to where the kids were and specific, specifically, and they would have to turn around and back in, go back into the house or not go back in the house, but kind of double back and shoot them because it seems like they were constantly trying to come, come into the house where the kids were. Uh, and then tying that in with the, um, the kid with the with the two that were right on it, right on his back, without him knowing it. That, to me, that's that's just utterly creepy. That's a creepy, creepy story. He, he had no clue that they were even there. Am I the only one that's going to say that? Like we got pedo aliens. <laughs> yeah, it's like either 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 these things have like some kind of weird fascination with children, or or or, or they're either part of the most disgusting intergalactics. Intergalactic chomos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was going to say Tom Smoots, but uh, that's an inside <laughs> joke that no, most people are not going to get. <laughs> but uh, no, these are, the, I, I mean, that's uh, a lot of people seem to think that these are completely linked and they're like, these are Kentucky goblins too. And, uh, I think one of the main reasons is like uh, these uh, they're not the, the people that uh, like put this story out here, the original story. They'll, a lot of times they'll call it either the Kentucky goblins or the Kelly little green men, but never did uh, they describe these got these little goblins or whatever gremlins as they called them as green men. They always said they were like silver in color and like if you're seeing something from you know far off or whatever the way they saw them they would appear like it would be like a silver color would appear more to be a pale like color so that would give you like the white appearance uh you would see from a distance and uh that's why a lot of times they link these stories together big time but another reason they link these stories together is uh due to the uh mammoth cave system so the mammoth cave system for those of you who don't know is a cave system that's completely under the state of kentucky but it goes up the appalachian mountain range it goes out to like over to oklahoma and it's the largest uh cave system in the world it's also uh it's it's only been surveyed so far a 400 miles of caves but uh, that they're still finding new caves every single year when they do more surveys and at, right now it's unknown how large the cave system really is uh but we do know 
that it's it's already at at what has been surveyed it's over double the size of the next largest cave system in the world and due to the cave system a lot of people see these as like underground creatures and they're they're coming up through different like points on the earth uh and are around kentucky anyways coming up and that's why we find them uh and they're coming up and then they'll hide back down in their holes and that's why how they disappear so fast uh, they also like a conspiracy theory that these are there's underground ufo bases and the government's involved in it so <laughs> I mean, where do you guys where do you guys stand on the U- underground UFO bases? <laughs> Shane, you look like you have something to say about this. <laughs> I just, man, look, I, you know, I believe that if if I were an alien and I were going to hide somewhere, you know, and I had an actual spaceship or whatever, I would hide in the ocean and the water, you know, and, and there's theories on that. Uh, way before I would ever hide in a damn cave. I mean, it's just, I go back to the drunk uh, Martian theory, drunk alien theory, you know, maybe these cats uh, that are, we're finding in the caves, maybe they're the, maybe they're the bastard children of the aliens and maybe they ain't got nowhere else to go. And maybe they've hung out in the caves forever. And, you know, maybe they've just evolved. Maybe they're the, the, the forbidden ones. Maybe they're the forbidden aliens that, you know, I mean, I, I just, I don't see under, you know, I just don't see underground uh, bases, you know, especially sharing with humans and, and, and all that. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I think that's kind of reaching, um, you know, as far as being organized and having the bases there, it's just, it just, I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, it's just, I mean, I could see them like hiding out there, you know, for like, like maybe substations or something. You know, we'll go hang out in this cave for a little while or, or whatever. But like, as far as like big, huge underground, you know, like base civilization just, or whatever. Yeah, just I think that's kind of reaching. I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Well, you do have the, uh, <clears throat> so you also have people. Well, to me, this is reaching, but we'll we'll go we'll go there anyway. So. <laughs> You also have these people that believe these are not uh, these are not aliens; they're actually creatures from under the ground. Now, of course, I'm, I'm gonna, we have to get into the hollow earth theory a little bit here. Um, oh God! <laughs> Was that in our pre, our post or pre production meeting? I don't remember talking about that in the pre production meeting. We have those folks. We have pre production meetings. It's called when Rocky forgets hit record. But now the hollow the hollow earth theory. So uh, it says that there is basically those the, the cave systems that we're seeing. They go down forever, and then they become like a huge open area where creatures live underground. And. Uh, I'm forgetting what his name is. What what's the dude's name, Rowan? The really crazy dude that believes lizards. Oh, David Ike. David Ike, yeah. So David Ike, he, he's pretty much a big proponent of this idea. Uh, but he believes that there are lizard people living underground and coming out and they rule us. But 
there's other people that believe these goblins live in this hollow earth theory. <laughs> so, and they're coming up randomly. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure what their point is to coming up to like just terrorize a random farmhouse in the middle of Kentucky for six hours. Boredom. <laughs> they got shot at. <laughs> they were just bored one day i was like maybe maybe it's going back to your drunk theory maybe they were just drunk driving and got lost in kentucky in the caves or or maybe these underground people you know got caught dipping into the moonshine stash and that's what happened they got caught they got caught stealing moonshine and we got to shoot i mean anytime you like mess with a bootlegger you know you can get shot you know not that bootleggers really exist anymore but my experience in my younger days uh shotguns are involved <laughs> shotguns well that's one thing about that's one thing you can say about kentucky like you can just drive around and get on the wrong dead-end road and a shotgun may be involved while you're just trying to turn around and go back the other way <laughs> absolutely so and then you don't even want to talk about it if you come across somebody's pats. I mean, that's like. <laughs> you don't wind up dead. Yeah. I, I, I tell you, I, I, believe, I would believe the theory of people, you know, of, of some species uh, evolving inside of, of uh, I guess, caves or whatever. I would, I would buy that before I would buy these, you know, huge, massive underground bases, you know, that nobody happened to notice was being built. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I just, uh, what's going on over there oh i don't know just somebody digging a hole in the ground i mean you know people especially in, in these neck of the woods uh would pick up their shotgun and go look and see what's being dug over there but you know i would believe you know some species uh you know evolving in the cave system before i would believe you know underground uh bases i suppose well, you do have you to think? you do have to look at uh, at the you do have to look at like the cave system. So, like if you go to uh, if you go to like the main tourist attraction of Mammoth Cave, or, like the where there's the huge open cave area. I mean, they even have like stores like down inside the caves. So if you go if you go there, they have like a, a uh, an area where you can go down. Which I, actually, I think they may have closed this off, but they used to allow people down there. Uh, but it's a huge lake, just the underground lake down at the bottom of the main tourist attraction, Mammoth Cave. And uh, there is all kinds of species of animals that survive there that exist nowhere else in the world. And uh, they, most of them are like completely white, like super pale. And they have no, some of them have no eyes. Some of them are just blind. Uh, but they look completely alien. I mean, if you, if something like that was, if you saw something like that, like on, you know, like normally you would think it was something fucking weird. <laughs> so, I mean, there is stuff evolves down there, but now does, is there something that would be almost like a, a goblin that evolved down there that would come in? That's really the, uh, the main question you would have to ask yourself because most of the things that's down there is very small. It's, I mean, you're, you're living in an environment where you have no light. So you have, you don't have, you don't have much vegetation at all. So you're getting it from all outside sources. And 
for something to survive that's very large that has to eat uh, you're not it's going to be hard to something like that to evolve of course when you're talking about the hollow earth theory you get off on this weird thing about there being a sun inside the earth that like so there's light inside the earth so. uh, <laughs> i know that shane believes in that but we're not gonna <laughs> yeah but <clears throat> i will say like the the cave down in, in mexico or close to mexico city i mean i've, I've seen a lot of viewers probably have seen it too but i mean there's actual vegetation inside that cave you know that has clouds and i think the birds actually come down there and, and roost or, or whatever uh but you know there's cave systems in areas that that do have vegetation and you know um i don't know that these goblins are uh strictly vegan or or <laughs> or strictly you know vegetable eaters or whatever but uh i mean i I see that more plausible than than aliens, you know, or something having a, a base, you know, underground, uh, so to speak. You know, not saying that an alien could fly a spaceship maybe into a cave or whatever, but as far as these huge, massive theories of massive underground bases, I just that's somebody noticed that man. Come on, <laughs> you know. Well, a lot of a lot of the people that subscribe to the underground base system also say that the bases uh they weren't made like you know it's not something that happened like in the past like 100 years uh they basically most of these people that subscribe to this theory are like the ancient alien theorists so these bases have been here before we were here and Did you guys watch the transformers the cartoon when you were kids like yes. the original transform yeah. okay that's exactly what happened to the transform <laughs> so they got the idea of transformers <laughs> they've been there for millions of years back when the dinosaurs were there so so what you're saying is the history channels the ancient aliens all came from the tv show transformers <laughs> no just just that one theory dude just that one theory So when we talk about like the the cave system and that theory, we also have to talk about uh, Mount Weather, which is like pretty close to everything. And Mount Weather is, uh, for those that don't know, is a military base uh, that's mostly used by FEMA uh, for emergency operations. They have plastic coffins. <laughs> that's where the FEMA camps are, Roland but they you know use it <laughs> hey, is that where the body bags are too you remember when all those body bags were shown years yeah. ago do y'all remember that you missed seeing that carmen is that where the body bags were that's not where the body bags were oh, that was okay. in uh i believe that was in louisiana wasn't it yeah i think so yeah so well, it was a different different location but it still was fema yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was uh that was a no whole another level of crazy it showed that in alex ross <laughs> who not alex ross <laughs> now i forgot oh, his name alex jones. <laughs> alex jones yeah alex ross is a comic book artist <laughs> alex ross the crazy ass motherfucker uh anyway so like mount weather is it's it's fema but it's it wasn't even actually known about really 
other than a few random buildings that was on top of the mountain until 9-11 when most of Congress and Dick Cheney was transferred there to the underground bunker. And then that's when we found out that there's a huge underground base under Mount uh, Weather where uh, they have fallout shelters. And if we ever have a nuclear war, Congress and maybe even the president will be transferred there uh, to keep the government running during uh, during times of nuclear war. So, but the underground UFO community believes that this is where the American military coordinates with the space aliens in their UFO bunkers, and they're all uh, <laughs> they're all intertwined. It's one big loop between the U.S. government and uh, the space aliens. Okay. Uh, okay. <clears throat> so, Carmen, Jason. Yeah. I got a question for you. Say you're a congressman. Okay. You're a con- you're you're a congressman. You're a vice president. Let's say you're <laughs> vice president. Nine Eleven's going down. All shit's going down, and we've got to evacuate you somewhere. Now. Are you really going to go to a base that is harboring aliens? I'm, I'm telling you right now, you're, you've got to go to a base, and there's probably going to be aliens there. Are you cool with that? Uh, this is assuming I, I know that there's aliens there. Or yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. En route. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're sending you to a base that's harboring aliens, but it's the safest place on the planet. Swear to God. You buy it? No. <laughs> okay. It didn't happen. There's no aliens there. If Dick Cheney went there, there's no aliens there, I promise. How do you know Dick Cheney's not one of the aliens? <laughs> I mean they do kind of, he is a small goblin. Yeah. Shane, that my answer only assumes that I'm me and not Dick Cheney. So <laughs> if I'm Dick they Cheney the rest, then they I don't sent care. the other congressman there. They sent the congressman there and I surely to God there's one smart person in that whole group. Oh, right. Have, have you seen our Congress? Then you're definitely I, wrong. I said one. I said one. Well, all of Congress didn't go there, but it was like a, it was a good majority of them that was sent there. All the leadership. I, think, I believe it was all the leadership of Congress that was sent there. So, well, maybe they're all aliens. They could be. They all okay. look like they're aliens. They're all like 750 <laughs> years old, too. Yeah. <laughs> So Dick Cheney, okay, if Dick Cheney goes into this base and there are aliens, <laughs> and this is a military installation, how the fuck did Dick Cheney not die from having a heart on? Because weapons of war, that man would just be freaking, he would, it, that's his version of heaven right there. Yeah. And, and even, though, okay, so. Excuse me, Senator. Diamond is no longer the hardest substance on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I can just, he, he just walks in with a huge war boner right. as soon as he sees all this intergalactic weaponry that we're trying to retrofit. Maybe they got him there and cloned him. And then we got like the alien back and he served as vice president for the next seven years. Maybe that's what happened. 
Hey, my theory is as good as that one. Come on. <laughs> okay, well let's yeah, move but... on. Let's move on to uh, <laughs> let's move on to another spot that's fairly close to all this. Uh, Brown Mountain, another Blue Ridge Mountain uh, place, and uh, Brown Mountain has had lights on uh, over the mountain for over 100 years. The first incident that was ever reported was by a fisherman in 1913. And he said that he saw red colored lights in the shape of a circle above the mountain. Now, when he reported this, uh, he wasn't the only one after this. So he was the first one to ever report the incident, but after him, like various other people started reporting it. And so this calls the U S geological department to actually perform a survey on the mountain in 1922. And after going there and performing the survey, they, re they released their findings and they said that it was misidentified trains and vehicles driving over the mountain. And that's what everyone was seeing. And that's what the Brown mountain lots are. What year is this? This is 1922. <laughs> now, a couple years after this, after 1922, there was a massive flood on in the mountain on the mountain i mean and uh it washed away all the bridges it destroyed the train bridges the vehicle bridges all of them it took out the power for like a quite a long time up there like months so there was no electricity on the mountain no vehicles could get on the mountain and no trains could pass over the mountains the brown mountain lights were still seen through this entire time that there was no electricity and no vehicles able to get on the mountain. But, and they are still seen all the way up until today. However, the only official explanation that's ever been given for the Brown Mountain Lights was by that U.S. Geological Survey in 1922. Well, that's just crap. <laughs> now, this theory, this theory. <laughs> This theory, I buy, I buy into about the light. Now, now, who is it that did this survey, you say? It was the U.S. Geological Department. Okay, they're stupid, first off. They're <laughs> retarded. <clears throat> because in 1922, the only vehicles that were on the road were Model T's, I believe. I'm pretty sure. And, and there's no way that – I don't think enough Model T's in, in the world existed to well, that's, that's enough lights. The, the first lights were seen in 1913, so yeah. – which the first Model T was built in 1909, or 1908. So there was vehicles in 1913. Okay. Most of them didn't climb mountains at that time. I'm pretty sure they weren't four-wheel drive. Okay. <laughs> and, and trains, for, for the most part, go either around mountains or through mountains. Correct? Yes. Okay. And I've seen pictures of lights, and I'm sure you're showing the audience pictures of lights, or you will. Uh, there's no way that any vehicle at that time or multiple vehicles could have shown those lights at that time. So I, I called bullshit on the U.S. geological whoever, and I believe that, you know, what we're seeing there is potentially alien activity. I feel like George Sukulos when I say something like that. Alien activity. <laughs> it's aliens. <laughs> it's aliens. It's not aliens, but it's aliens. <laughs> <laughs> now and, it, and these lights were obviously 
uh, airborne. Yes. So I mean, there there has been some scene from. <laughs> there has been some scene like on the mountain too they're not just airborne but there was a lot seen above the mountain so yeah. uh i mean the the reason i guess the reasoning behind the above the mountain is like the lights from the trains and stuff like bouncing off the clouds and that's why you see it above the mountain um but it doesn't explain why at the time when there's no electricity no trains no vehicles nothing on the mountain whatsoever and there's still lights appearing above the mountain so weather balloon <laughs> residual light activity <laughs> silver monkeys silver monkeys silver monkeys with flare yeah, guns see, flare guns tied to weather balloons <laughs> <laughs> the uh the brown mountain lots uh I mean, there, there's like, there is no explanation for it, uh, but they've been seen a lot and it's, it's became like a really popular thing. There's even been like movies made about it now, like quite a few movies made about the brown mountain lights. No, some really good movies. Actually, I mean, these are like different colored lights too, right? I, these are like different colored lights too, not just like one light. I mean, it's like different color lights and, 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 and in the sky, right? I mean, yeah, like it's been like, uh, I mean, originally, the like the original guy that saw the lights said they were all red but like as you know as the years have went on there's been like all different color lights seen above the mountain so it's not just the red lights uh but a lot of times they are like they are like circles so they're like balls of light it's not it's not like just like you know like a beam of light like you would expect to see from you know like some kind of like light source on the ground it's like it's just a ball of light in air and uh, so I don't know. I don't really know how you would, I guess you could explain that as, you know, bouncing off lot off of clouds or whatever, but you still have to like take into account uh, when there was no lights on the mountain, where did the lot, where did that come from? Even if you do say it's like bouncing off the mountain. So Brown mountain lights, it all plays into the whole Appalachian thing of there's, there's a lot of like activities to this day. Uh, there's, uh, something I follow like, you know, online is the Appalachian UFO research and they have a new UFO, uh, witness around the Appalachian mountain range, like every three days, they've always got like something new, some new witness. They've came through pictures, videos, but I mean, it's all, it's always like, you know, a horrible grainy video. <laughs> I was going to ask. We are in 2020, <laughs> and the year, the date we are at. Most popular science fiction, some of it can now be traced as alternate history. You know, why can't we get a clear photo instead of one that looks like it's been taken on a Nokia 26? 20 whatever the hell track phone little doodad thing it's just like and it's blurry as hell why why i agree yeah i agree i i, I actually uh i don't agree with that <laughs> because if you guys i most people take pictures with their phone i mean 
Yes, uh, like an iPhone or a new Android phone takes really good pictures. But have you ever tried taking a picture of something that you're just seeing at night, even with like with the iPhone and night mode? For first yeah. off, you have to hold it for like three to five seconds to get night mode to work. And if you move your hand at all while you're doing it, it's just a blurry mess and you can't see nothing in it. Night mode doesn't work at all. And that's only if something's like within three feet of you. So what do you, when you're looking up at the sky, you're never going to get a good picture. <laughs> I've seen better pictures on trail cameras though. <laughs> but those are stationary though. <laughs> but even like, even like, uh, you know, like w w what we talked about last time on here, the, uh, the U S uh, the planes where they got the UFO footage and they officially released it. So those cameras are, uh, those cameras only take uh, video in 640 by 480. And that is as good as those cameras get in order to take the images they take at the speed they take. So, and we think this is 2020 and camera technology is great, but those cameras cost like, you know, uh, 50 to a hundred thousand dollars and they're fucking 640 by 480 resolution. <laughs> and they're the best the military can get to take those videos. <laughs> but maybe, maybe we should go to one of those underground bases where we're sharing with aliens. And maybe they can give us a better camera to use. What do you think? <laughs> Maybe bet we can. they got one. <laughs> bet, bet they got one. They might not have that figured out yet either. I mean, they're underground. Why would they need pictures? <laughs> Listen, they're okay. we, come, we come from the year forty thousand. We can't. We're we're still. We're just now getting to HD on on space. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that, Rocky. I, I'll give you that. As far as you know, the most of the camera can't hold still, and the military having shitty cameras too we pay crazy amounts of money for it. but here's here's what i want to see i want to see somebody out there and i was watching videos today prepping for the show of uh of goblins and uh you know and there's a million different kinds of goblins by the way and i would like somebody to define each goblin eventually i'm sure you could do that <clears throat> but what i want to see is somebody that and i was watching these guys on there that were shooting firecrackers in the woods okay at night and they had a pretty good camera on their phone. And they were shooting firecrackers off, and apparently they pissed somebody off in the woods. <clears throat> and they went to go find what was growling at them that was upset. And they found it. And when they saw it, they started running away. Okay? Well, they stopped at some point and said, well, it's not following us anymore. So they dumbasses go back. <clears throat> and they find it again, the upset creature. And they actually had like a split second where they got like some picture of something on there, but the rest of the time they're running away. So what I want to see is somebody with the balls just turn around and stop and like get a good picture for a very long time, at least five seconds or something and take an ass whooping or whoop <laughs> its ass and, and get us some hardcore proof of this man. You know what I'm saying? Have somebody step up and get some balls and get us a good picture without running away. So somebody needs to take a cryptid or extraterrestrial good old fashioned ass whooping to get some, you got to, it. to get some proof. You got, it. Well, let me, let me tell you, stop running away. Like if I, 
I always have my phone on me when I go in the woods. And if I go in the woods, I'm fucking packing. <laughs> so if I see, uh, if I see anything in the woods, especially something I think may be encrypted, I'm going to shoot that motherfucker because I think I could get rich off of it. I am going to film it while I shoot that motherfucker. And because maybe men in black are real, I'm going to live stream that motherfucker <laughs> just to be, just for insurance purposes <laughs> while I'm shooting that motherfucker. It really upset and me. And then we'll find out it's just a guy in a vest and I uh, killed somebody random. But <laughs> <laughs> people got somebody some good entertainment not, out of it. <laughs> somebody not run away for one time. Somebody just not run away. You know, if you take an ass whipping, that's fine. You know, I'll take the ass whipping. That's fine. But I've, I've got to have more than a camera doing this, you know. I will say, away from it. I know exactly the video you're speaking of. Like, yeah. I have watched that video four times at least, and uh, it is entirely fake. It was is it? Uh, it was confirmed to be fake, yeah. They made uh, they made that video. That's why you can't see it, because they were afraid if they showed it too much, they you would be to tell it was one of their buddies in a suit. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that well, explains that, it, too. So that explains that one. But that doesn't explain all of them. Now, the, w the weird thing is about that, though, is, like, we do have a lot of like, uh, especially UFO footage now. I mean, not UFO footage, uh, Bigfoot footage that, uh, is very, is very clear. And I mean, it's, you're scared by trees and stuff, but the video is very clear, but no one believes that they're real because the video is good. Have you noticed that? <laughs> That's like a new thing. The video's yeah. good, therefore it's obviously fake. Uh, and I've seen a few that I'm like, "That's fucking creepy." Could that be real? <laughs> that's obviously CGI. Yeah, I mean, that's every time you get a good video now, everybody instantly says it's fake, whether without any proof that it's fake, they just say it's fake. This wasn't filmed with a potato. Fake. <laughs> <laughs> You're not filming with a Nokia three thousand. <laughs> can't be real but i mean that 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 seems like that's become like the new thing like you you cannot have a good video because if you have a good video then you're obviously just make doing cgi right so it's like it's like what do is what do you need like to to have proof anymore like where is the proof line so the only way i can figure it is you're gonna have to kill one of these motherfuckers so you can bring back the dead body <laughs> And that's why you need to go out in the woods with guns. <laughs> and that's why we should support our second amendment. So we can shoot fucking aliens and Bigfoots. <laughs> yeah. You should always bring a gun into the woods just as a matter of. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you, okay. I will say this. This is the scariest video that I've ever seen online. And it is a guy that's in the woods, just walking through trails and a mountain lion is following him. And he's videoing it while screaming at him. That is the scariest thing that I could possibly imagine while being in the woods. Yeah. And the only thing that I think every time I've watched that video is why the fuck have you not got a gun when you're walking <laughs> through the woods by yourself right. <laughs> in an area where mountain lions exist? <laughs> yeah. 
And I, I just, I don't, I don't understand people that do this kind of stuff. <laughs> maybe, maybe he was drunk driving in an alien spaceship and crashed <laughs> and just didn't have, have his gun with him. <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, some people like to think that the laws of uh, laws of man override the laws of nature in the wild. Let me tell you, there's a, there's a lot of things scarier out there than aliens, and they will fucking eat your ass. <laughs> yeah, they will. That reminds me That's of Grizzly fact. Man. Remember that guy? They don't give a shit about what you have to say or what you're going to do. If they see you out there by yourself and they're hungry, they're like, that looks like dinner. <laughs> mm-hmm. What was that, Carmen? I said that reminds me of a Grizzly Man. You guys remember... Oh, yeah. That guy was absolutely insane. That lunatic, yeah. Talking to the bears like people and then had the audacity to be surprised when they started eating him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh, come on. (laughs) I don't don't think that's what he said, but that would have made, like, a much better ending of that movie if he would (laughs) have... Or that documentary, it wasn't a movie. It was actually true. That would have yeah. made a much better end than that movie if he'd been just getting eating. He'd be like, Come on, guys, why are you doing this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead of just being, you know, completely ripped apart to shreds <laughs> the way it actually happened. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Well, let's move on. Uh and maybe we'll make this our last thing that we'll talk about. And this is going, we, we've already kind of talked about batshit crazy, but this is really going to be talking about batshit crazy, <laughs> except for the beginning. And that's the documentary series made by Planet Weird that's on Amazon right now, Hellier. Uh, this, this series, uh, it takes place in Pike County, Kentucky, uh, or at least part of it anyways. And uh, so what happens in the series is in 2012, uh, Greg Newark, Newkirk uh, was contacted by a guy named David who said he was a, an MD, a doctor, and he had seen goblin-like creatures on his property uh, coming out of abandoned mine shafts. And he took pictures of three-toed footprints in the mud around his house and one very, very, very blurry picture <laughs> of what he says is the goblin behind a tree. And uh, he sent this to, to Greg, and then Greg replied back to him and talked to him for a little bit and then didn't answer him for like four or five years and then decided to make a documentary on what he said. So they came to Hellier, Kentucky, and they started looking for david but since it'd been like fucking five years since they talked to the guy he was nowhere to be found and so they never actually found the guy back that they originally spoken to so they couldn't find the property that where they actually said the abandoned mine shaft was although they did find the property that they said was the place that's because they just made it up out of their head because <laughs> there was no proof whatsoever that that was the property. Uh, and then uh, 
then they just went batshit fucking crazy and started doing weird shit like going into a mine shaft to look for goblins but only going like you know two three hundred feet into the shaft kicking a tin can and putting a plague mask on and talking through a hole hose to another person <laughs> so that, that, what i'm saying is the hell here is a bunch of bullshit but <laughs> <laughs> the original email <laughs> from david may not have been bullshit like and if they had like followed up maybe we would have got like some more evidence of the kentucky goblins so what have you have you guys like seen Hellier? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I have not. <laughs> I, I, I've seen bits and pieces of it, and uh, yeah, they're like you said, man. They they waited so long. I mean, the goblins could have ate this guy by by the time they got there. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Uh, but and and they even said, well, we checked the Census Bureau to see if the guy was really around. Well, I mean, I live in a bigger town than. Uh, Hellier or whatever it's called, and nobody's ever came and asked me for my fucking name from any census bureau. So I'm sure they sure didn't around there. And the guy wasn't around long enough anyway to see any census bureau. It was only there for like. Five and that's years even if you fill out your census. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah, that's that, that. So my take on Hellier is it is a fun, just stupid little documentary but if you try to actually put logic with it it is the most infuriating bullshit i have ever seen i actually checked out by the time they got to the mine shaft and they walk in i don't know like you said maybe 200 feet oh it's a tin can what could this mean and they <laughs> go on this weird trip of like oh well i envisioned a tin can and Bitch, you ain't never been in no fucking mine shaft. You have not been in the woods before. You have not been in southeast Kentucky, apparently, because there's tin cans and shit everywhere. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, I own, I own a property that's, you know, it's about 30 acres. And, like, nobody has lived there except for my family for, I don't know, like 60 years or so, or maybe longer than that now. And uh, sure a tin can on. if I go out in the woods around this property, I find fucking trash. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't mean anything when you find a fucking tin can. Well, my, my, my other Kentuckians are nasty motherfuckers most of the time. <laughs> they throw their trash wherever the fuck they're at. They don't give a shit. Hell, you go, you'll go out in the middle of nowhere and find a dump. Like that's what I just made at some point. Yep. Here's a dump. Yeah. This looks like a, I have, I have like found dumps in places. I'm like, how the fuck did they even get this out here? <laughs> was like carrying it on their back? Cause yeah, there's fucking like, trees all the way around it. There's a truck, truck full of a uh, truckload of garbage <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> well, the government ain't going to let me burn it out here. So yeah. <laughs> I ain't paying nobody to take it. I'll just dump it over in the back, by God. That's and then that's how most of that stuff gets there. But the the big problem, also the big problem I have with Hellier is the fact that they I think they try to fit five pounds of crap in a two pound bag. So they're <laughs> they're they're talking about the Kentucky Goblins. Now we're going to talk about 
Men in Black. Now we're going to talk about Mothman. Now we're going to talk about occult rituals and Aleister Crowley and how doing occult rituals can summon paranormal and aliens. And we're going to try to talk to ghosts. What the shit? No, no. Let's just stop. You're 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 trying to hit all points. Like I said, five pounds in a two pound bag. Well, one of the problems I have with with the email and you know, as you were describing it, um, that uh, I think his name was he was a doctor, David Christie's what he called himself. He called himself Doctor Christie in the emails. Uh, the problem I have is he didn't try to reach out. To, well, not that we know of, reach out to anybody else. To come out there, you know. I, I wish he would have reached out to somebody else, like some of these aliens. You know, George Sukalis, for God's sakes. Call that motherfucker. Tell him to come down here and check out this shit. I mean. He would have been I, there I wish, in a second. Yeah. He's like, aliens, aliens, aliens. You know, so. He could have reached out to David Icke. Uh, David Icke would have been there. <laughs> but I feel like these guys in, in this documentary just, like, got to the point where they didn't have any jobs or anything. They're like, well, fuck, we can go check this thing out. This guy emailed us five years ago probably goblin meat now but we'll go check it out so i just i feel like they kind of got bored didn't have any jobs so they just decided to make this thing about something that happened five six seven years ago it's i mean the documentary i think it brings up a lot of points about all this stuff that that we've we've like hear about like around the appalachian mountains but it brings in too much bullshit along with it and Well, I would just say anybody that says they're a psychic, as soon as you say you're a psychic, you're all your credibility just goes out the fucking window with me because you're not a fucking psychic. They don't exist. It's like this, it's not like we're aliens and Bigfoot and this shit. Psychics are fucking people and you ain't fucking psychic. <laughs> no one's ever met one because they don't fucking exist. The only one you meet is like, you know, what was that bitch's name on TV that got in all the trouble? Madam Cleo. Yeah, Madam Cleo. Cleo. She stole everybody's money and then she got sued by the federal government because she didn't pay no taxes. (laughs) Yeah. Have you heard of the, uh, you know who James Randi is? He's like a skeptic and magician. He worked with uh, Alice Cooper for his stage show and stuff back in the 70s. And uh, he, he has uh well i don't think he does anymore but he for like 30 plus years he had a um a prize for anyone who could demonstrate any sort of supernatural ability like psychics uh um and that that prize grew to a million dollars eventually and nobody ever claimed it <laughs> So that alone should tell you <laughs> there's no such fucking thing. Well, we also know that, you know, even the government uh, decided to test out psychics at one point. Right. And even they were like, by the end of it, they were like, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> they don't exist. We, they wanted them to exist because they wanted to use them as spies to spy on the Russians back then. And then they realized it was all bullshit and these people were just liars. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, and, and Hillier, the wife claims to be psychic. So that's one of the things that, uh, and that, that's where the stupid plague mask with the, the hose on it comes in. <laughs> so, you know, we, it's just, 
I don't know. Hellier is a shitty, is a good show. I will say I do like, I like watching it and I, but it's, I think it's mostly just because I like hearing about like, you know, satanic occults like 20 miles down the road from where I live at. And I'm like, where are they, where are those guys at? Cause I've never, I've never seen them. Yeah. I, 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 grew I, up. I might go join them if I could, you know, get me a new car or something. <laughs> Wasn't that like the second season where they talked about the, the, the murder cults of Somerset? Yeah, the murder cults of Somerset. And yeah, they also like, say the murder cults uh, stay inside the mine shafts in the cave, the mammoth cave system. So not only is there albums down there, there's also like satan, satanic Somerset occults. Let me tell you, <laughs> I grew up um, and have lived a big chunk of my life right outside of somerset well what do you think how how far was somerset from my old place what 20 minutes maybe 20 minutes yeah from where you lived at yeah and there's none of that crap going on when you were a kid were any of you guys ever told to you know stay out of these woods because there's devil worshipers and shit back there absolutely of course we grew up carmen in a time that i would refer to as satanic panic yeah yeah now i mean you know we all played or i played the board game anyways but roland plays the uh the actual role-playing game dungeon and dragons yep but i don't i i everybody said that if you played dungeon dragons you were a satan worshiper when we were kids <laughs> that's, I also the, got that's the devil yeah, magic <laughs> the gathering got you in trouble in high school too <laughs> so I was uh, one of the first, actually one of the people who brought it to my high school. So it was unknown at the time. Yep. <laughs> so, so maybe, maybe Hellier is just talking about like, there's some, like some people playing magic, the gathering down in the, down in the <laughs> yeah. field. And that's the, satanic oh, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> that's them satanic boys over there playing they're, that they're, magic. <laughs> they're, they're using like uh, revised and earlier cards. <laughs> <laughs> do they do they actually go to somerset in the they do series yeah. i've not seen it so there there's there's the set they, they claim everything is like real in the second season or uh well they claim it's all real in both seasons but uh i have to say there's some parts in the second season that uh i don't believe is real if that wasn't like scripted and made up then my dick's just gonna fall off because there's no way some of the shit that happens i'm like that i don't think that i think that was actors do they actually interview so they interview somebody that's supposedly a devil worshiper in somerset kentucky they interview people that supposedly uh not not the devil worshipers but they interview people that uh, supposedly was being chased by the devil worshipers and trying to kill them in somerset in somerset yeah okay yeah i gotta see this <laughs> i mean uh, it, it's it's fun to watch just because of that but uh i haven't seen this people i haven't it. i haven't seen this people but just knowing people from somerset it has to be worth watching it has to be worth watching <laughs> we need to just get you know we need to just contact larry and larry crowder is probably he's probably if anybody's involved in the satanic cult it's definitely larry crowder <laughs> Well, I mean, Larry does live in Somerset, so. I mean, nobody's talked. Nobody's talked to him in a while, either, so. 
Maybe we should go find look for him in a cave. What do you think? <laughs> Kicking the can around. You in here? Kicking the can around and praising Satan. <laughs> oh God! Like you do. That's where you are, Larry Crowder. We know where you are. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, <laughs> I think we've about run our course with this yeah, podcast. I think we went way off. Uh, run, run a tangent. <laughs> but uh any last thoughts on the let's just get back to the original any last <laughs> thoughts on the uh the original thing this was about the uh, 1950 50, 1955 uh uh kentucky goblin incident i'll put my two cents in something happened um don't know if it was an alien don't know what it was they were definitely tearing up something in that holler for whatever reason. And I don't really have, I mean, I can't see any reason not to take what they say at face value. They seen something. So definitely some, uh, some, uh, some spooky shits happening up in the holler. <laughs> so. Uh yeah, I I agree with that. I think they they definitely think they saw something, and whatever it was was worth shooting at for four to six hours. And I would just love to have been a fly on the wall for that that evening, wouldn't you? <laughs> I I I believe one hundred percent that they saw something because I can't imagine shooting a gun for four hours at anything. And it not be anything. That's just yeah, shotguns, especially. Yeah, uh, that I mean, it, it bruises your arm, man. <laughs> Where you well. And and the thing that I take away from this is, um, if you ever see an alien drunk driving, don't try shooting at it. Just call the police immediately and let yeah. it let it run to its cave and hide. That, that's what I think. Or call and call a cab for them. You know, do the call right a cab thing. for them. Don't allow them to hide in the cave. Yeah. Be real, bro. Help, help them yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, be a bro. Get them to that. Get them to that underground uh, space lab that we share with them, and make sure they get home safe. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, my final thought is I agree with all you guys. I think they saw something. I don't know what it was, but four hours, well, six hours actually of shooting. Uh. I do not believe it was a single monkey in the woods. <laughs> Pretty nope. sure that monkey would not exist after that many bullets went through it. No. Uh, it definitely wouldn't be bouncing from 20 feet in front of him to the roof after he just shot it in the fucking head. <laughs> That's just me. But uh, <laughs> And monkeys are relatively smart. You know, you would think after it, it, it had been shot at a few times, it would just... <laughs> <laughs> get the hell out of there F this bro i'm gone yeah i mean i don't know what they saw it could have been like you know mass hysteria maybe they did see something uh there was like animals that you could you know you would recognize if you weren't like freaked out uh is what they were shooting at but it also could have been something that we don't know what it is but no matter what anyone says i still believe that it was not a hoax it was definitely something just what it was. I don't know. I, I, 
Um, I actually, at this point, I'm kind of going maybe because of all the other evidence uh, with all the strange lights and all the things that everybody else saw and heard. Maybe it was aliens. Maybe they were just like, maybe they were like Shane said. Maybe they weren't drunk. Maybe it wasn't they were drunk driving and crash. Maybe they were just drunk and be like, hey, see those people? Let's go fuck with those motherfuckers for a little while. I ain't got nothing better to do. <laughs> Can't drive right now. We'll crash the damn crash. <laughs> Who's going to believe them? <laughs> right? Well, you think about it. How, how do a bunch of drunk asshole rednecks, what, let's go fuck with these animals for a little bit. <laughs> I'll have the same, same exact thought. Yeah. Well, on that note, guys, we will see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Be safe, take care, and stay healthy.